0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week, we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week, we watched Moonlight, released in 2016 and directed by Barry Jenkins. The plot of the movie goes something like this. A young black man growing up in a rough neighborhood of Miami meets, then falls in love with his best friend.
1: Okay. Okay, so there's been so much hype about this movie, and I, um, it's not unjustified. It is, in fact... Absolutely believe the hype and go and watch this. This
0: – we're going to talk spoilers, but I don't think there's – I mean, spoilers don't matter so much to this movie, I think. But, yeah, this movie f***ed me up. <laughs> like, emotionally, I was still reeling from this movie about three days after I saw it. Like, everything that I saw from it stabbed me through the heart. Everything. If, like, for the next three well, days. I was so, so overwhelmingly, like, impressed with this movie.
1: We watched this last Sunday, and it is now, like, a week ago today. Mm-hmm. And I have no trouble remembering anything from it. I took, uh, like, one look at the IMDb page and I can remember all of these scenes, all of these things that happened. It absolutely stuck with me. And, like, I mean, like, driving home afterwards, after we'd watched it, it was kind of like, whoa. like <laughs> Yeah, we were. We, it were, we were it like, was
0: like recovering from, like, a trip or something, you know, like yeah. that kind of, like, your brain is reeling and you're yeah. tired and you're, like – when. In culture shock, re- readjusting to your own re-entry, city. And this is like an
1: hour and a half after yeah. we've gone into the movie. It was, Yeah, it was like re-entry, like going back into our world after being in this world. It was, um, yeah, it was insane. And not something I've experienced in a long time. And in a long year of not great movies, this was just like a – like hits you in the face with how good it is. I know. It really does. And it's so like – um,
0: We were talking about it afterwards, and I think you said it started off a bit slow, and I've seen that a few other times. But in this case, I, I feel like slow maybe isn't the word that I would use just because like I think slow kind of connotates like a movie that's not um, moving properly. But this one, I think it was just like a really kind of more like a slow burn or a slow build where it didn't feel slow, but it felt like it didn't like – um, it was gathering momentum, you know. Yeah,
1: lots was happening. Um, and but I, I did spend a little while kind of wondering where it was all going. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of thing we're in high, it, at the time we know I was watching it, it feels different to how I see it having seen the end yeah. of the film. because um, it's all important.
0: Mm. And there's this um, I just like. There's this scene really early on, and I, I sort of knew where it was going a little bit, um, just from the trailers and, and the buzz about it and stuff. There's a scene in... Uh, so the, the film takes place over three periods of the main character, Chiron's life, right? So it's his chi- when he's a child, when he's a teenager, and when he's an adult. Mm. And I'm going to say basically my only criticism of this whole movie right now, none of them look remotely alike, and it frustrated the hell out of me. They don't look alike. Um, There's no way that that child could grow up to that teenager to that adult. Like that just drove me crazy. Yeah. Um. But we're gonna put that aside. and and that was with all the characters, by the way. The ki- the kids who played Kevin as well, none of them looked alike. Um. And that really frustrated me. But. Yeah, they had to.
1: They had to make a point at the beginning when you started a new segment, like the, when they when you were from the nine year old to the sixteen year old segment, they actually had to make a point of saying his name yeah. somewhere along the line so you'd know who it was.
0: Yeah, because it's too hard to tell otherwise because there's no correlation in there. Like that, um, they matched the skin tone really well, but nothing else, and and that was really frustrating to me. Um, okay, but uh so we start out with him as a kid and then a teenager and then an adult mm-hmm. um and he goes by different names at each section and that's how you that's how they sort of differentiate the three sections yep. um so he's little and then Chiron and then black and um there's a scene when he in the little section and uh he and Kevin are playing football and they go away from the football match mm-hmm. and then they start like kind of wrestling mm-hmm. on the ground and the way that is shot is so intimate and so like you know, it, there's no, like, full shots of them. It's all, like, body parts and all this sort of stuff. It's And it's so well done that, like, it gave me shivers and sort of set up the whole rest of the movie for me, I think. I think that's the moment when the whole kind of – when the dominoes started falling into place.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, that was a really interesting uh, style that was – that that sort of real close-up uh, losing focus kind of style it only gets used in the little section. Mm and it's used to quite good effect um because well what about you, the the but the, the um
0: oh no it's a bit different isn't it yeah. i was thinking about the the scene on the beach because that's a lot of like close ups of the hands and stuff yeah
1: it is but it's it, you it's different it's yeah it is different more i of a realized that after i said shot. it um but the when he's little i think it's it's kind of used to great effect to tell the story as well he's mm. running with his backpack he doesn't quite know what's going on and that's part of what that scene is about where he doesn't Neither of them exactly know what's going on. They just know that this is what they want. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that was quite well done. Well,
0: not just what they want, but there's a lot of, like, feelings and emotions. And,
1: and they're trying to work through that. Yeah. in their, um, And they've got very limited language and ability to do it. And, in fact, that's why they have to do it through football and wrestling and punching each other, which is what the, the language that they know. This is what I mean. Like,
0: the way that this film uses – the um cinematography and the music and everything to convey emotion is so powerful it's so powerful and like and the acting and is the really acting. good too um there's i think it it sort of varies across the movie but depending on um who's playing whom i think the teenagers were really really good um the i felt like the and then the, the adults had the really good connection um and oh god that we'll they get have, to that well, yeah, in a little while
1: <laughs> yeah that was the adult ones Travante Rhodes and andre holland they were my sort of personal favorites i think kind of as an acting person as a theater person that last third of the film which is basically like a two-handed play with mm. the two of them was just incredibly well done but yeah we will get back to that that is second, also but, the climax
0: though but yeah mm-hmm. I, I just think that the teenagers did like a really really good job of portraying all of the Emotional yeah, stuff.
1: Particularly um, Jarrell Jerome, Kev- who played Kevin in- yeah. as a teenager. Yeah. He was just – he's incredibly um, – He was he's incredibly charismatic. That kid is going to go places.
0: Yeah, that's why um, – well, because I was like, I'm sure I know him from something, but I only knew him from the trailer for this. But he had such an effect on me in the, like, couple of seconds of trailer time that he gets that I recognized him when I saw the movie as, like, being somebody yeah. that it had an effect. And I think, yeah, he's terrific. But it's actually um, a
1: really good um, – The. He, both him and Andre Holland have this have wonderful charisma mm. and they're both, yep. like, the audience, as the audience, you fall in love with them. You absolutely understand why Sharon has fallen in love with them because you do mm. Um, because they're both just, like, captivating and gorgeous and, of course, you want to run away and spend time with them both.
0: Yeah, it is really, like, and and also Kevin's kind of the, Kevin and, and um Janelle Monet's character, whose name I can't remember, are the only kind of solace in chiron's world Mm. um he has this really abusive drug addicted mother Mm. who's played by naomi harris um who does a really good job but there's this moment in childhood in the little section where she screams something at him and i think pretty much everybody knows what she screams but you don't hear it and then you hear it when she's um when he's an adult and he has nightmares and flashbacks to when she uh called him i think it's faggot i think yeah, awful. It? Yeah, <laughs> it's so, and the thing is, like, for, especially I think I, I was really emotionally affected by watching the him as a kid and a teenager going through all that. Like, I was like, "But I just want to like
1: hug him, and I, it, look um, after him." It felt so true to that um experience of macho and machismo. Yeah, like, the, um, I obviously we're not men, we're not black men, but that it just felt so true the way they resorted to sexuality to um undermine one another and the whether well, well, they are incredibly cruel to one another around that and the way it affects him and the way he just is horrified but that's what this movie does i mean this you know we we ha- we do these movies
0: all the time where we're talking about that kind of um like cultural differences and what it feels like to grow up you know different and all that sort of stuff but this movie takes you there and puts you in that position in such an effective way Mm. and that's why this is such a well-made movie this that's why this is such a good movie is because it absolutely transports you into somebody else's experience oh yeah for like nearly two hours that's that's what this movie does Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of the magic of really good filmmaking i guess Mm. um so yeah, it it and it's so heartbreaking. Like my heart was just in a million pieces by yeah, the time we and and the third section too. It it feels like kind of this the rugs pulled out from under you because it's been like this build up to how terrible everything is. You know, like it's this kind of slow build of just everything's on him and on him and on him and then he breaks, and then we skip to years after he breaks and he's had to become this awful tough kind of um you know. Display of toxic masculinity and he's kind of turned into all of the worst parts of um, Mahershala Ali's character from the beginning. One, I think it is, um, mm. and then he meets up with Kevin and ag- again, and it's absolutely not that movie by the time it finishes. Mm. Um, it's all about like connections with people and hope and yeah, and becoming vulnerable again. And it's so amazing.
1: <laughs> well, and then that's one of the ways that it really effectively puts you in Sharon's position because you i think everyone thinks themselves the outsider everyone thinks that they're different from everyone else that they're special and they really really effectively show this kid who feels like that but also feels like he has to act a certain way just to kind of get by in the world it's incredibly relatable and well i think partly it's like everybody
0: feels like that but this shows what it's like to actually be that um rather than just feeling like it sometimes but also um the the kind of the teenage i feel like i'm focusing too much on this but the teenage years are a really interesting time because Chiron is not um he isn't he doesn't become tough until the very end of it mm. um the teenage years are about this kind of like he's very quiet and very sensitive and and there's this awful scene um with the the counselor or something um where she was like she says something to him about if you were a man, then they'd all be in here with you, or something like that. When the three, then the other kids beat him up, and it's just horrible and heartbreaking. That's oh yeah, kind of when he
1: you just look at it and like, it's how unprofessional of this woman. She just doesn't get what at all. But
0: she is, she's personifying that
1: kind of culture. You know, yeah, and what, authority, and you, she's like, it, it also very, um, very effectively shows like he's from the wrong side of the tracks he's from this home that is beyond broken as a 16 year old he comes home after school one day and his mother tells him to get out Mm -hmm. for the night because she's got people coming over like just and the counselor that he goes to is clearly coded as middle class and well-dressed and she's black too but she just doesn't get his world at all which is why the bit with um Mahershala Ali's one and Teresa his partner like that kind of they get where he's from. That's why he they are effective mentors to him in a way that this this sort of authority figure at school just doesn't doesn't understand at all. Um,
0: well, I wanted to talk about that scene, like the the mechanics of
1: that scene as well a little
0: bit. Though when she talks to him, and the sound pulls out, and she's still talking to him, but he doesn't hear her, and that's like how they show this kind of transition in him. It's so good. It's so clever. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the, and, the, but the mentoring thing is really interesting as well. There's a scene between Juan and, um, the mother, and she finds out that he's basically her drug dealer through the boyfriend. Yeah. And then she yells at him about how he can't raise her kid either and all that sort of stuff. It's a really interesting scene. And then there's a scene just after it where Sharon confronts Juan about dealing drugs. Mm. And it's also like, it, there's so much complexity in it, but, all of that kind of falls away because all the emotional stuff works so well. Like all the kind of complexity of the issues and all that sort of thing uh, is kind of a background to how people feel and how they feel in their connections to each other. Juan's built this great relationship with this kid. Mm. Um, And Juan and Teresa are like really kind of supportive of his sexuality as well in a way that the mother Mm. isn't. But then he finds out that that Juan's a drug dealer. Just like
1: There is a wonderful conversation where – He's hurt. Somebody's called him a faggot, and he. Asks, well, his mum did. Yeah, that's right. That's just after that. Right, and and yes, that's right. And he asks one Trace what that means, and they explain it in what I think is a really, um, really sensitive way. Mm. Especially, it's not. It, this is fiction, so the time doesn't matter. But it's sort of coded as like the early nineties or whatever. Mm. Um, so a time when um being gay meant something different, and there it was a different. So people were a lot less um accepting and they he explains it in this really sensitive sort of way. There's nothing it's wrong a, with being gay. There's you know, it's a word that people use that means this. It's kind of a realistically sensitive way where yeah. you can see
0: him trying to figure out how he's gonna do it and uh Yeah. And and, and uh, this
1: it. is one of the really good things about this film is that I never felt like these characters had speeches put in their mouths that didn't belong to those characters. I only felt like that a little bit in that that
0: two-hander yep. bit at the end that 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 occasionally sort of slipped into that kind of play-ish dialogue um but i think that's partly uh, part of because partly because it doesn't have any of the kind of tricks to fall back on mm. of the rest of the movie where they can like you know cut away and 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 um
1: mm. yeah i mean it does have l- other bits a little bit but even like compared to just about anything else I've watched in a long time, it does a much better job of conveying all this meaning through nonverbal means. Yeah, um, it does. And
0: and part of that is just it's so well shot. It's so, it looks so good, and mm-hmm. it's so clever and so like it doesn't do what you expect it to do in the way that things are shot. There's this um the scene when they drive when uh, after Sharon picks Kevin up and mm. takes him home from the diner mm-hmm. and they're driving and it's through the back window of the car mm. that I loved. Um, that was amazing. All this stuff when they first like get together again and it's all these really intense kind of close-ups and, and um, it felt like um, Carol. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's that kind of like that kind of like melodrama type thing where every little touch means something. And, mm. um, but for me, it was so much better in this one because we'd had the build-up for such a long time Right, like then, then you felt all of that emotion, like, Mm. um, because we'd been with these characters for so long already. Um, that was just like I thought it was more effective. But yeah, all that sort of stuff, kind of because all the different ways it's shot as well. Like each section has a really different kind of style to it, and yet it all feels like it's of a piece. Yes. Um, is where I was trying to get.
1: Yeah, no, no, that that makes sense because well, yeah, like I was saying about the because when it first started, um, the extreme close-up the focus dropouts and the like and the shaky cameras kind of like oh God what's going on here um, but that's exactly what it's meant to do and mm. it very quickly moves beyond that into a different style
0: yeah I think it's interesting that we do not meet Chiron first um, the first person we meet is one, mm. and the it's because the journey that Chiron is going to make in the film takes him to becoming one, in a sense, like yeah. there's this full circle moment at the beginning of the black section where he goes up to a street corner and does almost exactly what Juan did mm-hmm. yeah, at and the he's beginning of the driving
1: film. a similar kind of car and he's got the little little, little crown thing so, yeah um it, it's quite clear between like the first and second section that one's died, yeah um, and because we know where this is heading, that makes the journey important mm. um because we know that if he stays here, if he does if he does get trapped in this cycle. Um, he's going to die young too. Yeah. And
0: then the kind of the escape from the cycle, the way out of it is through love.
1: <laughs> the love and of a good boy. Kevin. Kevin, so... who's, oh, my God, he's just gorgeous.
0: Yeah, especially the adult Kevin is just... Mm, a, oh, he's yummy. What a sweetheart. But then Kevin also is the one who hurt Sharon in the first place. So <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's... But he he's growing up in the same – that's the thing is that, like, it's all about these, like, cycles of violence and cycles of um, toxic masculinity in the culture without it being really hitting you over the head with it.
1: Yeah. It is, it's It's so subtle and mm. beautiful. And, yeah, and, but you also – I mean, Kevin, because he's so charismatic in his, both of his older forms, is just – he's able to embody that contradiction of the kind of person mm. you would follow because you are completely puppy dog in love with him. Mm-hmm. So that to me makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he's trying to fit in just as much as Sharon is, and he's it, just right. a little bit better at it to start with. I think. Yeah. Even when he's a kid, you know, he is somebody that the other kids kind of like. Um, yeah. But you see a lot less of him when they're kids. Um, I mm-hmm. felt like it could have benefited from a little more of him. when Yeah,
1: were... I I felt like that too. It actually took me a while to realize that was the same person. Um, yeah, that was meant to be the same person that he he played football with. Um, it didn't it wasn't immediately obvious. So, yeah, yeah, they probably need to be slightly more of that woven in. But the first section, the little section, of course, is devoted to the relationship with Juan.
0: Right. Um, and Mahersha'la Ali is so good in this movie. Um, that I can see why they wanted to spend a lot of time with the character. Yeah. He really doesn't get that many scenes.
1: No, I was four I, I or was five surprised because he's like the clear Oscar front runner for this um for this part. And I, I I assumed he would weave through the whole thing, but nope, he's gone by the first after the first third. And he just leaves such a an impact on mm. the character in the movie
0: and he's so good in those scenes you know the, his speeches kind of define the movie in a lot of ways um mm.
1: and he i i just think he's such and he a, gives the film the title so that's true and the his character is just incredibly interesting the the he's got such a clear moral center mm. even though he's in a such a you know an immoral profession yeah he's contradictory yes um
0: and that's the contradiction that Sharon has to kind of figure out for himself during the mm-hmm. course of the movie, which person does he want to be? <laughs> um, which is uh, the, the adult Sharon. I didn't really warm to until like well into, I think the scenes with Kevin, um, not just cause he was so tough and cause he had the grills, which I hate, but, um, but also because I feel like he wasn't like, it might just be a, like a script thing that he had to be in that place at that time. But I just didn't feel like I was getting as much from him. I felt like, The movie liked that he was hot more than it cared about the character for a little while at the beginning there. Because man, there's a lot of shots of him just lying in bed shirtless or like working out or something. (laughs) They were just like, "Look how hot Sharon is now." Yeah. Also, there's no, there's no, there's no way that teen, that like teenager, tall, skinny teenage boy became that adult in that period of time. There's, it's just not. Anyway. That yeah. was, it was really – it's so distracting. It takes you such a long time to, like, adjust to I've been watching this character for a while and now he looks like this. Mm. Um. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because he's
1: – but, yeah, because the, the adult um, – because Trevante Rhodes is kind of stocky and the teenage one was – he was so skinny and lean. Yeah. like not just like teenage boy skinny. Yeah. He was like tall and lean and long. I and think he's also – like he seems taller, right? than that he does um I, I have seen pictures of them together i'll have to look it up but i feel like that that is like accurate
0: uh, yeah and trevante Rhodes is really hot um like really attractive um but Not also quite facial attractive is
1: andre holland who's just like oh. the facial features
0: don't match up at all I've, um, I've
1: never been interested in anyone smoking before until like the the that's... whole wet dream with andre holland kind of smoking in the hallways i, oh, I thought. it's um,
0: I should show you some of the Oscar Isaac smoking things, and then you'll probably, <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, there's this video of him singing on a rooftop in a purple shirt where he smokes in it. And Andre like, Holland? No, Oscar oh, Isaac. Sorry. Um, I'll show you. We can put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a detrimental to my health. I'm pretty sure that video. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's not the point. Um, yeah. So it was like, it, I just didn't feel like until actually no, until the scene with his mother um there's this kind of like a um forgiveness kind of scene with his mother oh that yeah that was is really quite hard to watch but um kind of necessary
1: mm i thought that was well done actually i i liked that, that they closed her character off mm. that way that she because she, there's a journey going on there for her that's quite interesting because the first time we see her she's actually in like hospital scrubs which indicate that she's actually at that point Still, like gainfully employed, she's trying to do like she's trying to live a good life. She's when you first see her, you you think like single mom on the hustle, right? And it's clear that like that's that disintegrates very very quickly after we start from the point at which we start the movie. Um, and so I like that it. it's actually interesting that they act, go all the way through this to fi- ending her up in rehab and training to be a counselor again and to actually get her life back on track.
0: Yeah, even then though, even when we first see her and she's in the scrubs and she's working a lot, the first thing she does is get angry with Sharon and Juan. Juan, particularly. And, yeah. Like, but she grabs Sharon, she pulls him behind her. Mm. Um, and she's immediately sort of violent towards him. Like there's never mm. a sense that you don't get a good sense that there's that she has any affection for him as a child. More well, that you that she has an obligation to him. And I think, I mean, that's obviously how Sharon feels as well. Mm. And I don't know whether it's because it's framed through that lens, but it definitely feels like she's, she feels like she's stuck with him rather than that she cares about him. Um, there's a scene then when he's a teenager where she talks about that, like they need each other,
1: but she's also really high at that point. Yeah. And um, she's also like at that point already borrowing money from him. and yeah. relying on him for other things. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I thought there was a little bit of there in there of the um the strong black single mother. Just like not a not a lot of it, but that that touch of like I've got to be a hard ass to raise this boy in this environment. But I I mean, I don't think it's most of her character, but I do think there's a touch of that there.
0: Okay. I didn't feel that. I didn't get that impression. Um but, you know, I'm protective. So, I didn't get that impression because I was just like stop doing this to him. Just stop. It's not it's the bit where he comes home and the tv's gone like that just kind of broke my heart a little bit and then he has to like make himself a bath as well like with just by no boiling water. water on yeah. it. and all that sort of stuff just like it, and and like it's not it, and she, you we know that at that point she's off buying drugs so like mm. it's not because she's working no um, no no i'd so that's only struck like me one, as straight up abusive, scene. mostly yeah it's um, horrible and then, you know, she calls him names and I am just was put off her entirely. So I didn't have any sympathy for her, really, at, through the vast majority of the movie. But that is, again, mostly because I'm protective, I think. Mm. And I was just like, I do not want this to be happening. Just go stay with Janelle Monet forever. Mm, yeah. The only person who is nice.
1: Yeah, no, I was always really glad that he had a, a place to escape to. Um, that was nice. There's also, oh, you know who else is really, really
0: charismatic? And it was um in Australia. Stranger- Janelle Monnet. No, no. Oh, yeah. But no, um, you know the kid who was bullying him at school. Yes, when he, he was sixteen. Was, sorry, when he was, 16? When he was sixteen, yeah. that kid was amazing. <laughs> like I remember thinking, like, who is? And I, I was like almost looking forward to seeing him again, in spite of the fact that he's just an evil, horrible character. Because I thought that kid was really good.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't, he didn't stick out to me, but yeah, okay, <laughs> I just thought he was really, he did a really good job,
0: um, and was really interesting. But yeah, that. All of that, those interactions and stuff, you know, and the bullying and the cruelty and all that sort of thing was—it's just so sad, and so heartbreaking, and, and just so. so bad.
1: But it also, yeah, and it, it gets to you because it all feels so real. Mm. Um, yeah, um, even the sort of slow realization of what his mother's doing to him—the the bit by bit way that happens—and the um, you see his relationships with the other kids at school, and um, even down to the fact that. Um, Mahershala Ali's character finds him and initially makes friends with him because you can see that the other kids are just like or, are bullying this kid and he's kind of ended well up he, in does, this he does he does escape
0: into a crack den yeah <laughs> like in, his well, escape
1: exactly. is a crack den yeah. that's
0: probably telling you something um oh the the bit where the with sorry the bit with Mahershala Ali and, and Naomi Harris two really great actors going at it with each other um but like the bit where she says are you going to tell the kids why they pick on him that kind of stuck with me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing is that the first section is not really about Chiron's experiences, but like more about the people who shaped him. Because I think yeah. the next two sections, I don't think there's any scenes where he's not in them, but in that one, there's a few scenes that he's not in. Yeah. And then it kind of becomes about Yeah, because well, it does a, it does a really good job of building that world. Yeah. And, but also about the influences on him. Mm. And then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. yes, yeah, His world. Yeah. Yeah. We see that kind of play out through the film um so then we've got to watch him kind of and the the teenager one feels like you're constantly just like it, it almost feels like a documentary where you're just following him around from behind him the whole time you mm-hmm. know yeah like there's a lot of shots of his back there's a lot of like us just following him into these situations
1: yeah and there, well, he there's kind a- of tries to navigate his world mm, and until the scene with the counselor as well the sound design backs that up like mm. you don't always hear exactly what's got like it's it feels like you're in a real school with real that there's people and words and things coming at you from all different angles. And
0: then when we go to his house and all that sort of mm. stuff, yeah, it's just this kind of like you feel this kind of grind of him just trying to get through every day. You see mm. this him get a test back and, like, he looks at it and you know that he hasn't done well and I'm just sitting there like, how can you expect him to do well when all of this is happening? Yeah, well, how come that,
1: nobody is noticing? Uh, there's a teacher as well who features at, some, at one point as well and I'm just thinking, like, how can you – like, if you've got any clue about what this what this kid's life is like, the, the fact that he's even here – And showing up. And there is even a line But that's the thing, of course, um, is that everybody else in that classroom is – like you've got all these
0: other kids in the classroom and a lot of them are going through –
1: (laughs) Yeah. but And there's a line uh, about where the teacher talks about, I don't know what they're learning, like some science concept. Yeah. And he's like, this is really important. This actually matters. And like it doesn't. Not for Chiron. Chiron has so many other things going on in his life that actually matter right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, all that sort of thing. It's just really like go, 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 right? It's mm. like he has to move, he has to move, he has to move. And the only times that he gets a break, are with Kevin in the school, and then he dreams about him, I think, and then he sees him on the beach for like the kind of um
1: climax. Sorry, climax. well, it is. <laughs> yeah. The, um. Of this, yeah. Well, but, not
0: so much the climax, but like the it's the um, I want to say like pin. That's Lynch the right pin. Yeah, linchpin of yeah. the movie, right? Oh, like it is. that's it's the scene. That, yeah, the
1: hand job on the beach. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Very that's important, but not just because it's a handjob on the beach, but because it's like they have this kind of emotional conversation and they're high and it's beautiful and like everything is so drifty and and s- quiet and slow. From everything slows down for him for a minute. Um, so like it's that kind of, and it's not just about like mm. him having sex either, because later on it's like nobody ever touched me. That kind of it's more the um the intimacy and the oh, vulnerability yeah. of that. Yeah. Um. Like, he lets himself be vulnerable for a minute and mm. he lets himself be intimate with somebody for a minute, um, which is something that he can't do. He, do- yeah. he doesn't have any intimacy with his mother and he tries to pull away from Janelle Monet's character and be independent and all that sort of stuff, right? So, the incredible so,
1: risk that they both take in yeah. doing that as well because we've just seen the consequences of any uh, – and the policing of masculinity that these right. boys – um force on one another and so but it's they, kind of that's their moment of escape yeah, from all yeah and, and yeah and and the it's that thing where he just has there's just nowhere safe to go That's mm. just so horrible because that's one of those things about teenage life and they talk about teenage parenting and when you're like parenting teenagers and when you're teaching teenagers that they need like a, a sense of safety mm-hmm. they need to know what that there are there's like a safe zone that they can rebel from. And he doesn't have that. He does not have any like safe space to go to. Right. His mother isn't safe. His school isn't safe. This is it. And for him it
0: sort of becomes the beach and that sort of thing. There's, yeah. And then they, they use the sound design. Like even yeah. when they're not at the beach, they have the waves yeah. and stuff. And there's, to- there's
1: swimming as well because obviously Juan, it's Juan who taught him to swim and went to the beach. And even though they live in Miami, which is it's like surrounded by water, because of where he's grown up and the life he's led, until he gets into Juan's orbit, the beach just isn't even a thing for him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so that's that becomes his, like, safe place. Yeah. It would have been good, I think, to go back there right at the end of the movie. Yes. But, well, uh, I mean, they, the, they it's, it's clear, clear that… Because they're not in Miami, right?
1: I don't know if they're in Miami, but um, Kevin's apartment's on the water. And the, just as they're walking into the building, okay. he sees it is, like, you look down into you can look down oh that's into the right water. He looks down to the beach right? yeah um, I, I think I feel like it would have been good if
0: they'd gone so back down there for that it's, last it's bit. the
1: the location stuff was something that wasn't made clear but until the end but he's grown up in Miami they moved to Atlanta and that's where his mother's in rehab and it seems like he's living in Atlanta as an adult drug dealer and well, he, he goes on that big long drive to see Kevin yeah. and I my thinking was that Kevin was back in Miami but it, I don't actually know that. No, he could be. I
0: just, yeah. I think I got mixed up there because he had to go to Atlanta. He he moved to Atlanta because he went to jail, obviously, for hitting the kid. Yeah,
1: and he, but he also got his mother out to Atlanta as well because she, yeah. um, had was also ended up in rehab and yeah. and that was a place that could,
0: um, happen. yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you see that that behavior as well. The um way that he got beaten up, nobody listened to him, and then he turned around and he. Um, hit the other kid with a chair is this, and then the, the, suddenly everybody listened to the other kid, and well, that, but that's the thing. Well, that because the other kid was not moving on the floor, he had clearly hurt him very badly. Um, but that's the behaviour that you see over and over and over again with any with kids who are being picked on is that that it's this constant needling from one person until the other person is usually the weaker one turns around and does something snaps, that, yeah, yeah, and snaps, but will then do something much more harmful because they are the weaker one and they don't know how much – a lot of the time they're not as in control and they don't know how much they're going to hurt the other person. They're not experienced and it happens, at hurting it, people it, you like it all the time. that. Well, you see it all the time with, like, younger siblings and things like that. I mean, I've watched it happen over and over and over and over again, you know, with kids. Um.
1: Yeah, no, it, it makes perfect sense as to why he behaves that way. Like, that's absolutely right. And the thing is, like, the only way to deal with a bully is to stand up to them. Like, there's literally no other way. And so – um, it, but then – what it does is completely
0: well, the um, best way to deal destroys with destroys
1: his chances at not moving into the illegal life because now he's got a criminal record. Yeah. Um you
0: I, I understand the theory behind the best way to the only way to deal with a bully is to stand up to them. But really, one of the best ways to deal with a bully is to just find somebody that you can trust and tell them about it, as an adult that they can trust and tell them about it because that that will I know that's what but that's the thing is that like, a lot of the time we don't know, we don't know because there's well because twenty are kids, clever. fifty kids, a hundred kids, and the, kids, and the kids, kids
1: who hit it beat him up like deliberately make sure it happens after school and outside of, and they make sure that Kevin is the one who starts it. Hmm.
0: They make sure that Kevin is the one who starts it, so it looks like it's a fight between friends, right? So yeah, like so that, the teacher's just
1: like whatever they boys are fighting, Let's right? Get out of the way or
0: no they the teacher comes there's another there's a teacher who comes over and helps Shiron and and everything right like and breaks up the fight once they see it happening but that's the thing is that you can't always know what's happening you just can't we're not mind readers and we can't like this is the thing is that you know we're expected to read all these behaviors and all this sort of stuff and there's so many kids that we have to read and there's so many other things that we have to do. I mean, I don't know if that applies to this movie particularly, but a lot of the time... Well, I like... mean, it
1: just... There's a feeling of inevitability.
0: Yeah, there is a feeling the, the, of... And that... Because the, the they're people so who... caught in these cycles and the people who are supposed to be responsible uh, yeah. aren't doing their jobs. Um, They don't know how to deal with them. But, like, movie. he also... He, he purposefully doesn't tell Janelle Monáe what's happening. It too, right? So, yeah. we see that kind of he-has-to-be-strong stuff. But mm. He he doesn't tell her, the only person who does care and who might try and do something about it.
1: Mm. Anyway. um, Yes, so... Shall we wrap up? Yeah. So, yes, what are you giving it? Five stars.
0: I gave him yeah. like five stars. I was so, so blown away by it. It was just amazing.
1: Yeah, I think I don't I think I have to give it five stars. It was so good.
0: Like the minor flaws with it were nowhere near enough for me to take anything out to take any offer mm-hmm. because I mean they, they will look different, but at least they did a good job of acting, so they did. And was just so beautifully put together.
1: Yeah. There's this
0: bit I just forgot. You know how he said there was like this it, There was a song, the guy who came in and played a song that reminded him of Chiron, and then the song actually plays, and I'm like, this is the song that you associate with that guy? I can't remember what it was, but it was so out of left field for me. Oh, it right. It was like a 60s Shirelles type song or something, yeah. and I was like, this is the song. <laughs> but then, you know, lyrically it fit, but like yeah. for a moment there when it started up, I was like, wow. <laughs> well, but so is Chiron. Yeah, it was, like, it was really what? funny. It was
1: just the,
0: <laughs> sorry, I just remembered there was this moment. Like the music is so good through the movie too. That that yeah, Well, and it, it, it's it really stark so hard.
1: because it, it, it's also a piece of music that so doesn't belong in that world. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead. All right, sorry. Thank you for listening to the Silver Screen Queen's podcast. If you'd like to find the show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Moonlight or any of the other movies that she watches, they're on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we are at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.